So the analogy I always like to think about is it's kind of like, you know, for lack of better terminology, a one night stand. Right. Anybody on a lucky night, if you're a single man or woman, of course, can have a one night stand. Right. Right place. Right time. Right set of circumstances. Next thing you know, the, the, the geek or the nerd got a chance to get somebody else out of his league because he was in the right place at the right time. Right. The question is, can you get them to call you back? Can you get them to come back? Right. Can, will, they, will they come back and say, hey, man, I really enjoyed that experience. I'm coming back again. Right. And I'm sorry, I probably should think of a better analogy than that. But like, that's what I got. Right. And so that's how it is when it comes to your business. It's like, okay, I was able to sell them that shirt one time. But what was the experience so memorable that they want to come back and shop with me again? Welcome to the Uncensored Show with your host, George Atchampal, where we share the mindset, tips, tools, strategies and stories on how to use your money to do more of what you love and what you were called to do. Money is like gas on a road trip. Sure, you need it to get where you're going, but you're not going on a tour of gas stations. Money fuels your journey. The question is, what's yours? Live life uncensored. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Uncensored Podcast. And we have been getting some phenomenal feedback on the podcast lately. So I really appreciate everybody for tapping in, tuning in with the podcast and just really letting us know what you think and and just checking out the content. Right. So I am really, really excited uh, by all the feedback, all the love, and it is greatly appreciated. All right. First and foremost, you know, whenever I get a chance to do these solo episodes, I always like to, you know, shout out some of our listeners, some of the countries uh, that are tuned into the podcast. Let's do the quick rundown. Of course, we got the U.S. coming in first, Canada, U.K., South Africa, Netherlands, Australia, Republic of Korea, Japan, France, Spain, Barbados, hometown Ghana. What up? Surname, i am probably butchered that, Russian Federation, Germany, Belgium, Trinidad and Tobago, Jamaica, India, United, Arab Emirates, Indonesia, Italy, Nigeria, Mexico, Bahamas, Philippines, Curacao, Singapore, Morocco, Zambia, Thailand, Romania, Qatar, Turks and Caicos, DR, Dominican Republic, uh, Poland, Czech Republic, Denmark, Hong Kong, Greece, Finland, Israel, Brazil, Grenada, uh, Puerto Rico, Senegal, Egypt, Kuwait, Portugal, Australia. And that's just all the ones that this particular analytics tool would allow me to view. Um, guys, like so, so appreciative of, of the love of the shares and just know that it goes a really long way when you share the content. So like if you like the podcast and you found value in it, sharing it. Uh, really helps a lot. Reviewing it helps tremendously. So thank you guys for your support. And and we hope that as we rapidly approach episode 100, where I have something very special planned, uh, that you guys continue to spread the word about the Uncensored Podcast. All right. So enough about that. Let's get into today's podcast. All right. So as you guys know, my show is primarily comprised of business, 
money and a little bit of lifestyle content. Maybe let's call it mindset. Right. And as a a 10 year veteran in the entrepreneurship game, you know, you learn a lot about yourself over the years. And I feel like that I have identified kind of the three main buckets um, or you could say the, the phases of your business. Right. So you have the acquisition phase, right, where you are trying to acquire customers and clients. You have the activation phase where you have to deliver on whatever the promise is as to why people hired you, paid you, whatever. And then you have the retention phase, right? And that is where you are massaging the relationship of the people who have spent money with you, right? And when you first start out in entrepreneurship, you know, you have to be everything to everybody. Not just when you first start out, quite frankly, for a while, you're, you're wearing a lot of hats, right? And, you know, when it comes to your business, one of the things that I realized is that I really felt like I was supposed to be great at everything. And you quickly realize that that is never how it was supposed to be, right? If you go to any major corporation, they have what? Several departments. They have sales, they have marketing, they have operations, they have IT. You know, they have all these different departments with all these different experts, all these different employees, all these all this different support staff. And here you are trying to be great at everything. And, you know, what I've realized over the years is that that is a recipe for burnout. It's a recipe for frustration and it's a recipe to not really thrive in your genius. Right. And so I wanted to kind of break down on the podcast you know, just three areas of your business because you can, you know, you can get as granular as you want. Right. But if we had to just really simplify it. Right. Getting customers, providing the customer, what you're supposed to provide them and then managing the relationship with that customer long term. So they'll keep coming back. Right. If we had to simplify it in those three buckets, you know, I want to I want to jump into that. All right. So acquisition, if you are the founder, the visionary of the company, You know, this is not always true, but there's a strong chance that no one can tell, at least today, right? No one can tell that story better than you, right? If there's anything that you can do, it's telling the story of your brand, conveying the value of your product or service, right? And, you know, you can get on the phone, you can do the webinar, you know, whatever your sales mechanism is, you can do that and you can deliver at a high level when it comes to getting people bought into your vision, and wanting to buy your product, right? And the, the one thing I want my entrepreneurs to walk away from this podcast knowing is that sales is a skill, okay? I had Donnie Wiggins on the podcast last week talking about sales. Sales is a skill. Don't downplay that skill, right? Because a lot of times as entrepreneurs, we hang our hat on our credibility, right? Like I got, you have the alphabet soup behind your name. You went to school, you took the certification, you got all this training and development and you somewhat start to tie your identity to your credibility, right? You start to tie your identity to your credibility. So what happens is when your business grows and your capacity continues to dwindle, because you tie your credibility to your identity, it's hard for you to accept the fact that, you know what, I might not be the best person for the job when it comes to like implementing what I do, because I might need to be the person that's going out and telling the story, right? Shaking the hands, casting the vision. And we see this all the time, right? We see this all the time with major companies, right? 
Um, there's a founder, a charismatic founder or a really intelligent founder who started the company. But as the company grew, right, they it no longer made sense for them to be in the CEO function, right? Because the CEO function is a, is a job. It's a job title, right? CEO is a job title. People often confuse equity, right? Equity ownership with the functions of the business. And as your business grows, you might outgrow Right. Or that role or that capacity or that function might outgrow you. Right. And so just to bring it back into the kind of the bullet points, acquisition. Right. And so I'm, I'm a firm believer that at least in the in the early stages. Right. You know, there might be a, a point in time when 100 percent you can go out and hire a sales team because you've done such a great job building this brand, building this vision that, you know, anybody can get behind that phone and sell that thing because you've built something that is able to be sold. Right. Or it sells itself. So at some point, yeah. You might be able to step away from the sales function, but I strongly believe that most businesses go out of business due to lack of cash flow, right? You're not getting cash flow because you're not focused on the right stuff, right? You're not focused on the right things, and the right things is getting people through the door, right? Getting people through the door. However, your customer, they don't care that you're a one-man shop, two-man shop, or whatever. Like They know that if I pay for something, I expect my product with excellence, and I expect it in a timely manner, right? And so you got to realize that you got to have a, just step away and have enough self-awareness to say, okay, hold on, hold on. I know that I can't, I can't just worry about like how well my service is packaged together and the operations and crossing every T and dot and every I and exclusively focus on that. Because if I do just that, then I'm not going to have enough people come through the door and I'm going to have a very pretty website, really nice product services and all that good stuff. Everything mapped out to the T, but I'm not going to have anybody to serve, right? I'm not going to have anyone to serve. And so you have to start to understand, like there might be seasons where there's certain things you have to focus on and other things you either have to delegate, figure out how you can get help, right? Or limit what you're doing in that regard, right? So maybe that looks like the primary function of your business is sales in terms of your time. But, you know, when it comes to like rolling out all these updates and these aesthetic changes and website upgrades and all that, it's like I got to, you know, I got to hold off on that. And that always takes me back to like the hole in the wall restaurant. There's this is restaurant that my wife loves called Lane Van here in Charlotte. And, you know, not to say it's a hole in the wall, but it's not, you know, it's not the prettiest girl in the room. Right. But we continue to patronize it. Why? Because the food is good. And so as an entrepreneur, your, your first focus is creating a extremely valuable product because that's going to make the selling that much easier. And then you're going to get referrals and all that good stuff. And then once you know that you have something, then you want to focus on selling. You want to focus on getting in front of as many people as possible. A hit song is not made. It's marketed. I'll say that one more time. A hit song is not made. It's marketed. It's the same thing for your business, right? It's, it doesn't matter who has the best product. It's a, it's a matter of who has the, most, the best marketing, right? Who is getting in front of enough people to sell that product? And so that's what it ultimately boils down to. It's like, who am I going to get in front of? And am I getting in front of enough of those people to hit my business and revenue goals, right? Because if not... Again, you'll be increasingly frustrated by the fact that everything is pretty, everything is buttoned up, you have all your T's crossed, all your I's dotted, and then no one knows about your great product or service. And that's not what you want. So acquisition, right? That is the 
first and probably most important component of your business. Are you acquiring new customers? And again, as my business owners, give yourself some slack, right? Like you don't have to be good at everything, at least not forever, right? And so if you get to a point in your career where like you're closing people, like you're bringing people through the door, like clockwork, but now you're becoming increasingly overwhelmed with what will now transition into the activation aspect of your business, right? Then that might mean that it's now time to hire that junior person or that duplicate of yourself. Because what you got to realize is everyone doesn't desire to be this, you know, public facing figure, right? The CEO that has built this amazing thing. Some people just have a really good skill set and want to execute at a high level on the the work that they've been provided, right? And so as long as you stop tying your identity to the role or credibility of being an expert in that particular space, then that will give you the liberation to go now and focus exclusively on the primary aspect of your business, right? At the end of the day, you know, bookkeeping can be delegated. Accounting can be delegated, right? The technicalities of whatever it is your business is can be delegated. What can't be delegated is your vision, right? Oftentimes what can't be delegated is how you articulate that, right? How you get people interested and bought in to that, right? And so at least in when you're in the stage in business where you can't you can't delegate the sales piece, if you're going to focus on anything, focus on that. OK. And now from an activation standpoint, it's like, OK, I've gotten these folks. I said something really good, whether my marketing did or what I said out of my mouth on the phone that made them want to start working with me. Now, the real work comes in, the work of delivering what I said I was going to do. Person goes to my web, and this, and this is not just for service-based businesses, right? Person goes to my website, buys a shirt. They expect it in, you know, two to five business days, whatever the timeline is. They get it. Activation, right? So activation is where it is the kind of the operational side of your business, right? Do I have my ducks in a row? It's like my expertise, right? Because you obviously have to know what you're doing. And then are the operations streamlined, Right. And so that I can deliver on what I said I was going to deliver. That is important. Don't get it twisted. I'm not saying that that stuff is not important, right? What I'm saying is when you're in the beginning phases or when you're not making the money you need to make, your main focus is you got to get people through the door. You got to get them through the door. That is your main focus, right? And then you can start to detach, right, as you grow from having to be the person that's talking to everybody like you're not going to be able to give yourself the time freedom or the scale if you feel like I'm the only one that can do this thing right you have to empower other people to do the things that you used to do so that you can focus on the things that nobody else can right but you have to still make sure that activation piece is done in excellence Over the last decade, I have been an entrepreneur and a financial advisor, which has given me an incredible amount of unique insight to know exactly what it takes to not only grow a business, but to also properly run your financials. I've also learned that most entrepreneurs do not desire to do that stuff. They want to focus on the thing that they're uniquely called to do, not number crunching. 
And that's why my firm, CapitalWise, has partnered with entrepreneurs, tech founders, and public figures to help you own your business instead of running your business. So if understanding how to allocate every single dollar that flows through your business so that you can grow and sustain successfully and be profitable sounds like something you're interested in. If never having to worry about how much you should be allocating for taxes is something that you're interested in, or if just knowing that you can make data-driven decisions from the financial numbers of your business so that you can make the right moves sounds like something you'd be interested in, then I strongly encourage you to click the link in the show notes to learn more about our service and how we partner with you to help you own your business instead of running. Talk to you soon. Right. And then you have the retention. Right. And this is going to seem like it's more applicable to like service based business or businesses or people who have a retainer model or like a subscription business. Right. So the analogy I always like to think about is it's kind of like, you know, for lack of better terminology, a one night stand. Right. Anybody on a lucky night, if you're a single man or woman, of course, can have a one night stand. Right. Right place, right time, right set of circumstances. Next thing you know, the, the, the geek or the nerd got a chance to get somebody else out of his league because he was in the right place at the right time, right? The question is, can you get them to call you back? Can you get them to come back, right? Can, will, they, will they come back and say, hey, man, I really enjoyed that experience. I'm coming back again, right? And I'm sorry, I, I probably should think of a better analogy than that, but like, that's what I got, right? And so that's how it is when it comes to your business. It's like, okay. I was able to sell them that shirt one time, but what was the experience so memorable that they want to come back and shop with me again? Was the product so quality that they want to shop, come shop with me again? Why is that important, right? Let's, let's take it back to the, reten- the uh, acquisition piece. One thing you need to know is that customer acquisition is probably one of the most expensive things in your business, right? It takes money to acquire a customer. It takes time to acquire a customer. But once you get that customer as a part of your ecosystem, Apple does a great job at this, right? Your goal is to provide so much value that they don't want to leave. You start with an iPhone, then you get the iPad, then you get the iMac, then you get the Apple Watch, right? Okay. And it's not always about an additional product, right? Because some of y'all have like a signature service or a subscription model and it's the same you know, effectively the same product, right? Then what is it? It's about providing and overwhelming your customers and your clients with value consistently, right? Because if you can overwhelm them with value consistently, then it's going to be hard for them to cancel, right? Because you are consistently providing them with that value. And so if you're consistently overwhelming them with value, then they're never going to leave. It's almost like, Let's say like Netflix, right? So Netflix has all these shows. They know you're probably not going to watch every show, right? If, you, if you're watching every show, then you got too much time on your hands. But they know you're probably not going to watch every show. They overwhelm you with value, telling you every month, new stuff, new season, new blah, blah, blah. Why? Because you, you have so much value, you can't even get through it all, right? So you're not even going to cancel because it's like, man, like when I'm thinking about canceling, but man, is that one series I want to at least check out or I've had, I've had it all these months and haven't got a chance to take maximize the value, so I'm just going to hold on to it, right? And human nature is this. Human nature is we, we try to recoup our losses, perceived losses, right? And so if someone like hasn't even been taking advantage of your service, even those people are going to hang on longer if you're constantly providing value. 
But if like someone has something they forgot about paying and they look up and it's like, man, I ain't never going to use this thing anyway. Then they're more likely to cancel. But when you what you have is so valuable and you're consistently showing up with value, then it's easier to maintain that customer. And if you're able to maintain that customer and or sell to them again, right, then that means you don't have to put as much effort on the acquisition side of things. Right. So now it's like, okay, how do I deliver on the promise and how do I constantly provide value? Right. And I just wanted to kind of like look at those three buckets because I feel like so many entrepreneurs get down on themselves because it's like they feel like they always have 10 balls in the air and something always gets dropped. It always gets dropped because it was never intended for you to be able to successfully juggle all that. How are you going to be the best marketer, the best operations person, the best salesperson and be the CEO and have cast the vision and manage the financials of the business? Right. It's just it's just too it's too much as I say, this too much. (laughs) Right. It's a lot. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Fix Your Finances Friday, where each and every Friday we help you identify at least one thing you can do to fix your finances. And today it's less of a fix and it's more of a strategic hack, right? So I am about to book a trip um, to go to Mexico. And I remembered that I have some uh, points that I can use that will likely make the trip entirely free or deeply discounted, right? Either the flights are free or the, the lodging is going to be free or something's going to be free because I have credit card rewards points. So today's Fix Your Financial Friday is get your money right so that you can be a good steward over your credit so that you can leverage your credit to do things for free. And so what you want to start to do is reverse engineer is where is your zone of genius? Like there's there's been times in business, I know it, where you've sat there and it's like, man, I'm, I'm, I feel good, right? Like I had a good day. Like I was in my zone. Like, and so I, what I encourage you to do is I encourage you to journal daily, right? So that you can document when was I really in my bag, so to speak? When was I really like operating, as Maya likes to say, in my impact zone, Right. Because that's where you should lean into and start to let go of the things that don't serve you or that are a drag. Now, you know, the caveat is, you know, entrepreneurship is a lot like playing sports in the sense that, you know, everybody wants to go to the championship. That's your zone, your impact zone. Get the championship, get the ring, get the trophy. But, yeah, I mean, you got to practice. Right. You got to show up for practice. You got to make sure you're doing the right recovery stuff. You know, so that's a given. Right. No one is ever really going to be excited about that part. But at least if what you, your primary function. Right. Aligns with the thing that really makes your heart sing, that really makes you come come alive, that really shines like, you know, your 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 inner your, your inner fire, then that's where you want to try to focus your time. Right. You need to figure out as quickly as possible. How can I replace myself in this area? How can I hire help in this area? Right. Because if not, what's going to happen is you're going to start to like have a drag on the main aspect of your business or the, or the area where you could shine the most because you're constantly dropping the ball elsewhere. Right. And then you're ultimately probably focusing on where the ball is being dropped 
versus the one area that you're really, really excelling at naturally, right? Because you're the business owner and you're responsible for everything. And so what I want you to do is I want you to um, take some time. If you're an entrepreneur or a business owner, and I want you to take, grab a sheet of paper. I want you to write out acquisition, activation, and retention, right? I want you to think about all of the activities of your business that are kind of required in those buckets, right? Then after you've listed that out, I want you to think about what area do you enjoy the most, right? Because there's some people who enjoy like the retention side, right? Then you might say, you know what? I really got to get a charismatic like leader or someone who wants to get on the phone or do this marketing for me because I really enjoy like the the service work. I really enjoy the back end or the behind the scenes. And that's not bad either because someone has to do that, right? Someone has to enjoy doing that. Like for example, I have a phenomenal uh, ops manager. Um, the thought of doing some of the stuff that I do would probably make her cringe, right? Like in terms of like the speaking and all the public, and I don't want to speak for her, but I'm just making an educated guess on what I think I know. But when it comes to like operations and efficiencies and spreadsheets and integrations and boy, she can do, she can do some stuff with Zapier and Monday.com and all those tools that I use that like you, you can't even imagine, right? If you've ever gotten a spreadsheet from me in the last year and a half, she probably built it, right? And I don't, I, I'm not like tying my identity, identity to the fact that I can't build spreadsheets as good as her. I'm not tying my identity to the fact that she can more easily or more enjoys operating through uh, operational efficiencies, right? Or navigating through operational efficiencies to help streamline the business. I'm not like, oh my gosh, I wish I could do it like her. No, right? You know, my goal is I want to have a PhD, a CFP. <laughs> like when you focus on growing the business, you can have all those things. Why? Because you can hire them, right? But when you tie your identity to being the smartest person in the room in every area, then naturally you're going to hold yourself back, right? So what areas can I partner, collab, hire, outsource, right? And people always get scared of that word hire because they think, oh my gosh, where's the budget going to come from? I simply mean like, you know, it could be anything, right? Instead of you tinkering around on Canva or something, get somebody on Fiverr or Upwork or outsource something to a designer. Instead of trying to edit that marketing video, outsource that to somebody on Fiverr. It doesn't mean you have to have a full-time person on your staff for everything. It just means that there's got to be some stuff that you don't need to be doing. There's got to be some stuff, right? Across the different verticals and functions of your business. And you continuing to do it is holding you back from growing because you can only do so much and you're not the best person to be doing it anymore, right? You weren't the best person to begin with. You had to do it out of necessity. It's not like a badge of honor to say, I can do it all, right? That's necessity, when that changes, or as soon as you can change that, you need to change it. Remember, wealth equals financial freedom plus time freedom. That's wealth, right? Because if you're burning the candle at both ends because you're doing everything, even if you're making a ton of money, you're not wealthy, right? And if you have all the time because you know set up the systems and automations or whatever you did, but... No customers are coming in. You know how that goes. You know how that should go. <laughs> You're not going to be in business very long, right? And so just think about what are those areas of my business where I absolutely need to be involved and absolutely need to be leading the charge? And what are those areas where I can pull back and 
let someone else pick up the slack, right? They're probably going to be better at it than you, right? And so, again, the gap for a lot of people is that they tie their identity to their credibility, right? I can have impact in the world of finance without being a financial advisor, right? I can be a author. I can be a thought leader, a public speaker, right? I can build an app where I'm providing value to the app, but not one-on-one, right? So you can have the impact and the income that you want and give yourself the free time and the grace to no longer do things that don't serve you in that space, right? Or quite frankly, things that limit your ability to have that impact. So one tactical takeaway that I think will be helpful is the way that I get a pulse on exactly what's going on, what I'm doing is I color code my calendar. And I've seen people do this for years and I never really got into it until actually very recently. And so I color code my calendar by personal, by uh, sales, by operations, by marketing. I think that's it. Operations, sales, marketing, um, personal, right? And I think like financial, but I think for the sake of my, my schedule, I just like kind of lumped that into like the operations piece, right? And for the thing that I don't need to be doing, right, but I'm just doing it, I highlight that in red. If it's delegatable, right, some, somebody else can be doing it or it's not the most important thing that I should be doing, I, I color code it red. If it's something that is valuable um, that I need to do, right, that I have to do, but maybe isn't like money generating, then that's yellow. And then if it's like revenue generating activity, it's green, right? Because then I can look at my calendar on any given week. I'm like, whoa, 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 it's a sea of red, right? What am I, what am I doing to work on the business? What am I doing to, you know, grow the business? What am I doing to drive sales, right? And that's maybe another metric. You can look at this however you want to look at it, Maybe your metric is working in the business versus working on the business, right? And maybe you color code that. Maybe because you're an entrepreneur who, you know, focuses so much time on like, you know, refining and evolving and and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, whoa, like I'm working on the business a lot, but I'm not really like focusing on working in the business, right? Growing the business, having the sales calls, servicing the clients, right? And so, yeah, you just have to be able to identify that and, you know, don't rely on yourself to wonder if it's happening. You need to have a measuring stick. You know, my company, you know, we measure KPIs, right? We, we, we define what success looks like so that we can see if we're on track, right? If you don't define it, how are you going to ever understand exactly what's happening, exactly what's going on? Got to define it. Well, guys... I I really do hope that this podcast was helpful. Uh, I wanted to refresh the mindset of some of, some of the entrepreneurs out there uh, as we enter in the Q4, because I want you guys to close out the year. Despite the circumstances going on, going on in the world, um, just think, think about it like this. Your main goal for the end of 2020 should be creating um, a business that serves you, creating a life that serves you so that you're not always like running and burning the candle at both ends, right? Create a business and a life that serves you.
right? Especially when you created the business. Well, how, how are you going to create a business and you're not doing what you want to do? Think about that on a practical level, how that sounds. You're the boss, but you wake up every day and you don't really do what you want to do. Does that make any kind of sense? Like at all? Even a little bit? I don't think so. So guys, strongly, strongly, strongly encourage you guys to um, take heed, take an observation, zoom out, right? Really look at your business. Um, I think I heard it put uh, on power um, the, uh, the other week. He said, you're so good at looking ahead, but not not at looking above, right? Entrepreneurs are so good at looking at what's right in front of them, but don't have the best the best time looking at it from a bird's eye view. So I want you to take some time to look at your business from above, look at your life from above and determine what are the things that I can change to make my life serve me, right? So that you can have the impact that you want to have so that you can spend time with your family so that you can have the freedom and so that you can make the money that you want to make, right? So that you can do all those things better. All right, guys, well, Uh, We got some exciting uh, guests coming up on the show here soon. So I hope you enjoyed this solo episode. And as always, please do me a favor, leave a quick review, uh, you know, share it with somebody that might enjoy it and uh, keep tuning in, guys, because if you tune in, I come back. It's a win win. And uh, everybody wins. Everybody eats (laughs) in the words of Cameron Giles. All right, guys. Till next time. Thank you for tuning in to an episode of the Uncensored Show. Take at least one thing you heard today and apply it to your life immediately so that you can become one step closer to living a more meaningful and fulfilling life and aligning your resources to what matters most to you. Remember, money is just a resource to fuel your journey. The question is, what's yours?